Thank you, Alice. I'm, I'm going to stand up here because I'm short. Okay. Um, this is this is fantastic. I think I'm going to move down here. This is uh, is, it, is this the numbers you get every month? That's insane. This is really good. Fantastic work, Melbourne. Good stuff. Okay. Well, um, it's a it, 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 it's a real joy uh, to be here here with you all, all tonight. Um, I can't really see any of you because of that light, but I, I'll, I'll try my best to look at you. Um, if, if we'll start with a prayer, we'll start with a short prayer tonight and then we'll jump straight in. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and in kindling them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Our Lady of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Uh, Saint, Saint John Paul II, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Awesome, so I wanna to start tonight by saying that every single one of us in this room have, have, have a hung, has a hungry heart. And what is it that we're all hungry for? We're hungry for love for intimacy, for, for authentic re relationship. We all yearn to be, to be known, to be understood, yeah, to, to, to be loved. Um, and and, and, and if, if, we're honest, if we're honest with ourselves, if, if we look at the, the deep yearnings and, and longings of our heart, nothing's ever enough yeah i don't know I, I don't know about you okay but sometimes when i'm i'm having a shower and i'm, I'm just in there doing what you do and uh, I'll, I'll think to myself you know what there's 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 got to be more to life there's got to be more to life and have any of you ever been out out, out with your mates yet you have you're having a great laugh and you, you're laughing so much you don't know if you can laugh anymore and then something in that intense joy your heart's pierced with there's got to be more yeah, am I the only one that's ever, ever, ever thought this crazy stuff, right? <laughs> um, there's something deep within us that yearns for the eternal, that yearns for the infinite. We don't just want to be happy, we want to be happy forever. And we want to know, we want to know that the joy will never be taken away. We want to know that our happiness will, will, will never ever be, 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 be taken away from us. Now, I call this the ache of unfulfillment. Right, it's it's this this yearning, this yearning and 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 and, and a, a burning desire within our hearts that longs for love, that longs for ecstasy, and longs for relationship. But it seems like there's nothing in the world that can ever can can ever can ever ever fully satisfy that yearning for love and intimacy that we all experience. Now, I know for, I know for for many of us, there's a great temptation to pretend that we don't yearn for love and intimacy. Why? Because if, if, if you don't dream, if you don't hope, if you, if, if you don't acknowledge that you're hungry for love, if you don't acknowledge that you're thirsting for love and intimacy, then there's no way of actually getting hurt. Yeah, so sometimes we, we can actually try and silence that deep, that deep voice within our heart that says, you're, 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 you're made for more. You're made for an authentic intimacy. You're made for happiness. You're made for deep love and intimacy. Okay, but, but, but we, can often, we can often try and re repress those desires in the hope that if I don't really hope, if I don't really dream, that's safer because then I, 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 can't, I can't actually get hurt. 
Now, what I want to propose to all of us tonight is this, that these desires we have within us, we didn't put them there. Someone else actually, actually designed our desires in the hope that if we listen to our desires, in the hope that if we follow those desires, they would lead us to our ultimate purpose, to our ultimate end. Okay, I did not put the yearning, um, that, that longing desire in my heart for love. I, I'm not responsible for that. I didn't put that there. And all of us in the room, we all have that yearning for love, but we are not responsible for that desire. Okay, someone, um, someone actually designed us and put those desires there. And who is that designer? That designer is God. God placed these desires within us as part of our design in the hope that if we follow those desires, they will lead us to our ultimate end, to our ultimate purpose. And if, if, and if what the human heart deeply seeks and deeply yearns for is, is ecstasy, is communion, is love, is intimacy, is relationship, well, that is God. All of those things are God and none of those desires are bad. We find the perfect fulfillment of all those deep yearnings and longings we have in the human heart. We find them in God. God has designed us with these desires so that he hopes, because God can't force us, right? God does not force us to respond to him. He does not force us to love him. But he hopes that if we listen to the desires he's placed in our hearts, we would follow those desires back to him. Uh, th this, is, this is from paragraph 2-7. Um, the desire for God is written on the human heart. And it is only in, it is only in God, it is, it is, sorry, it is only in God that he will find the truth and happiness he never stops searching for. It is only in God he finds the truth and happiness he never stops searching for. God has designed us with a God-sized hole in our heart. There is nothing that will fill this ache in our heart, nothing else that will fill it but God. And we can try and fill it with drugs, with fame, with power, with wealth, with, with sexual experiences, with, 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 with meaningless relationships, okay, with, with a nice house, with a boat, with a car. But at the end of the day, the more we seem to fill the infinite hole in our heart with finite things, the more we realize how deep the hole really is. Because the more we have, the more we realize we don't have. Yeah, the more we have, the more we realize, but I'm still longing. There's still an ache of unfulfillment. None of us long for anything we, all, we already have. We don't long for anything that we don't already have. So if we still have these desires for love and for intimacy, Obviously, we're not experiencing them to their, to, to their, 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 their full potential, right? We're not experiencing them to their, their, their full potential. So God designed us with a God-sized hole, knowing that nothing but himself will fill it. That is his home in you. Okay, that, that, those desires you have in your heart are God's home in you. And he won't force you to invite him in but he hopes and yearns that you will invite him in. The word became flesh to reveal God's innermost secret. The word became flesh to reveal that God is not a God of isolation. 
He's, he, he's not a God on his own. He, he's, he's a family. He is, he is an intimate relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the, and the purpose of your life, the purpose of my life, is to share in that exchange of love. We are called to become one with God, to become one with the Father, the Son, and, and, and the Holy Spirit. Now, um, the ache of unfulfillment, the ancient philosophers called uh, um, eh, um, eh, eh, eros, right? E-R-O-S, eros. That was the, the, philosoph- the ancient philosophers um, described that as the, um, the, the yearning within the human heart which seeks everything that, it, that, 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 that is, is good, that, that is beautiful, and that is true. Okay, now, um, a few years later, okay, uh, uh, um, um, Pope Benedict XVI came along, and he said, Eros is the desire within the human heart that seeks God. And we know that God, God is beauty, God is good, and God is truth. Okay, so he came along and said, okay, what the ancient philosophers were saying, they're 100% right. But what is beauty? What is goodness? What is truth? What is it that you yearn for? It's really God. God is the perfect and ultimate fulfillment of all of these desires that we have. Now, if we understand that, that um, eros or, or, um, uh, or our, our erotic desires, okay, now when we, when we toss out the word uh, erotic desires, okay, it's, it, it's, it's hard to not think of something sinful and immoral or wrong. But the, the true sense of the word of, of erotic desire is the desire within us which seeks God, which seeks that which is true, good, and, 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 and that which is beautiful. So this means that God is the fulfillment of our, of our erotic desires. God is the deepest fulfillment of our erotic d- desires. And this means that our desires have a spousal meaning. What do I mean by spousal? I mean our desires yearn for nothing less than marriage. Okay, heaven is nothing less than to be than to be in total, total, complete union with God as and the closest sign we have of the union with God we were made for on earth is marriage. The total self-giving of one person to the other. That is the closest icon. Okay, St. Uh, John Paul II said that marriage, okay, is, 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 is the best icon on earth to describe what it is we were all made for, what it is we're all called to share in uh, with God in heaven forever. That's what we were made for. So our desires have a spousal meaning. We are called to, to, to marriage. Right now, what, now one guy after when I gave this talk once, a guy said, "Look, mate, um, if getting to heaven means that when I get up there, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm going to marry Jesus, I'm not too keen on going to heaven anymore." Right? And I said, "Mate, I've got to agree with you, but we've got to understand, right, that that when we're speaking about a heavenly marriage, it's it's, it's non-sexual. It is a non-sexual marriage. We we can't we we can't we can't put sexuality onto God. Okay, God is non-sexual." But God has inscribed us as sexual beings, as male and female, to help reveal within us something of who and what God is. Our sexuality is a signpost for us. It is a way of understanding something of who and what God is. But we can't project 
our understanding of sexuality on, 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 on to God. So to help, so God in, 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 his, in, in his goodness, in his love, to help us understand the deep meaning of our spiritual desires, right, for eros, that longing for goodness, truth, and, and, and beauty, God stamped within our bodies, okay, in, 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 in our sexuality, the call to become one flesh. In our maleness and in our femaleness, we are called to, to receive the other with, with our bodies. And now we can experience um, our, our, uh, our, um, our, our erotic desires okay through in and through our, 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 our sexual desires our, our erotic desires become our sexual desire by God creating us male and female we see this desire okay this spiritual desire the spousal meaning of, of, of our desires now taking place in our very bodies as well so the spousal these spousal desires we have are also stamped into our creation as male and female to help us to discover and to understand our the, the deepest meaning of eros. So now Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Okay, this is a pope. He said that sexual union is is a foretaste of everything that we seek. Pope Benedict, sex is 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 a glimpse. Okay, it is a foretaste. Of everything that we seek. Now, if we understand that the, the the sexual act is the sign that seals the the sacrament of, of of marriage between a man and a woman, okay, that it has meaning within the sacrament of marriage only, then what Pope Benedict is saying is that sexual union is a glimpse of everything we seek, which is marriage. Marriage is everything. Okay, we can sum up the whole Bible in five words. God wants to marry us. God wants to wed himself to us. He, he, he longs for us to give ourselves to him as a total and complete and sincere gift. So, God created sex to be an icon or a sign of the deepest longings, I'm sorry, of the human heart. Okay, he created it to be an icon of our longings, not the fulfillment of our longings. Okay, the, our, our, um, our, our sexual desires okay, will never ever be perfectly fulfilled here on earth. And that's because they were never meant to be. God never intended us to find perfect and total happiness in and through the gift of our sexuality. He, what, what he gave our sexuality to us for is to be a sign that points us in, 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 um, in, in the right path, but it was never meant to be the, the, the ultimate fulfillment or the final resting place for all of, 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 our, of, our, of our desires. Now, a, a, a serious error occurs when we begin to idolize the sign of sex. When we begin to see sex 
as, as the be all and the end all. And if I'm, not, if I'm not experiencing everything that I want with my sexuality, if I'm not fulfilling every desire, every longing that I have, then I can't be happy. That was never God's plan for our sexuality. Take for example, okay, okay, if if we got a sign on the side of the road on the side of the road that says that says that there's a KFC in 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 one kilometer down the road, okay, uh, or there's a some other restaurant one one kilometer down the road, can you imagine? Say say you're starving, you're starving for a bit of KFC, right? You're starving for a bit of KFC, and and you you're 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 in your car, you're driving down the road. And you see this sign that says there's a KFC in, 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 in one kilometer down the road. And you go, thank God. And you pull over and you jump out of the car and you run over to the sign and you start trying to eat, eat the sign. Okay, and you're, there and, and you're trying to eat this sign, eat this sign. What's going to happen to someone who's longing for KFC and they're trying to bite the sign on the side of the road that says there's KFC just, just down the road? How long is it going to take that person before they become very angry with the sign, right? How long is it going to take before they're going to get frustrated and angry and empty? Well, obviously that sign isn't going to fill them up, right? But they're going to start to resent the sign because the sign was never meant to be the ultimate fulfillment of KFC. It was meant to tell that person, you're going the right way, but you're not there yet, right? You're not there yet, but you're going the right way. Now, I've just described something very silly, okay? But that was me in my teen years. I was, I was trying to chew on a sign that says there's, there's, there's a KFC or a, some other restaurant one, uh, one kilometer down the road. Okay, I, I spent a good eight years of my life as a porn addict, seeking fulfillment through my sexual desires, trying to seek happiness. I wanted to be sexually free, and so I, I, I kind of grew up thinking, you know what, if I'm, I'm sick of what the church is telling me I can and can't do in the name of sexual freedom, I'm not going to listen to these rules anymore. I'm going to do whatever I want with these desires that I have. And it didn't, it didn't take very long for me to get very, very angry with, with sexuality itself. I thought that sexuality... Okay, I, I felt like God, God was actually, God, God was actually, God was, God was kind of wagging like a treat in front of me to tease me, and I'm saying, hang on, why have you given me all these desires? But then in the next breath, you're giving me all these rules and 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 commandments on what I can and can't do with, with my sexuality. I don't understand what your plan is, God. I don't understand what your plan for sexuality is. Why would you give me these desires that I feel I need to act on, that I need to respond to, that, that I'm, I'm out of control? Why would you give me all these desires if you didn't want me to act on them? Well, it's not that God didn't want me to act on those desires, but I was idolizing sex as the be-all and end-all to my happiness. And I felt that I needed to respond to, 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 to every sexual desire in order to, to be truly happy and fulfilled, but this wasn't the case. If we direct our desire for infinity, okay, for God, to what is finite, we will be left terribly empty. We'll be left terribly angry. Okay, I have never been more, more miserable in my whole life than those years that I spent as a porn addict, seeking fulfillment through my sexuality, seeking fulfillment th th through my body, 
thinking that if I, if I respond to these desires, that's what's gonna make me happy, but it, but it, but it really wasn't. I was left terribly empty, um, very unhappy. Our culture's obsession with sex is the human desire for heaven gone berserk. Our culture's obsession with sex is the human desire for heaven gone crazy. Okay, we are all, okay, why is it, look, look, look at our culture, look, look outside. Okay, look, look into our own hearts. Why is there so much confusion with our sexuality? Our world is craving God. Our world is craving, okay, what, 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 what is beautiful. Our world is craving what is true and what is good. Okay, but really, what we really desire is God. What we really desire is heaven. But we're getting confused, okay, with, with the sign of, 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 of sex. We're misunderstanding the role that our sexuality is meant to play in our life. It was never meant to be the, the be-all and end-all. So I spent, um, I spent a, good, a good portion of, of my teen years and even my adult, adult life on the side of the road, angry with a sign, hating my sexuality, wondering, you know, why is it not making me happy? I, I, I was grown up, okay, my, my dad gave me the, 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 the sex talk when I was about 11 or 12. I, I, uh, I, I, I came home from a school camp and uh, all, all the, the boys were, were, were all talking about sex and my dad told me, look, if you hear the word sex, just kind of block your ears and, and walk away. So, you know, we're, we're there, we're, we're all queued up to go in, into our classroom and one of the boys said sex and I, I, I kind of blocked my ears like this while I'm just standing there waiting to go in the classroom. And he goes, oh, Simon, you know, what, 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 why, what, what have you got your ears blocked for? And I said, oh, you know, obviously it wasn't working because I could hear him. And I said, oh, mate, yeah, I'm just, um, you know, my dad said I can't hear anyone talk about sex. I'm, I'm just going to block my ears while you keep going with your conversation. And, um, and he came right up to my ear and he goes, sex, 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 sex. And I ran to the back of the line crying, uh, all, all upset. And, um, and I went home and I said, dad, what is this sex thing that you won't let me talk about? Just tell me what it is. I got, I got made fun of today. I felt like an absolute idiot, right? What, what is it? What is this sex thing? And my dad, obviously, I mean, I mean, God bless him. My dad's an amazing man. He, he, taught me, he taught me as best as he possibly could. But it's almost like he goes, okay, son, you know, and he, and he, and he kind of pulled me out outside, had a look if anyone was around, and we walked back into the back corner of our backyard. <laughs> and he said, all right, now have a seat, son. And he, he sat me down and he, and he said, look, you know, he explained. I'm not going to go through everything he said, obviously. But he said, uh, you know, this is what sex is. And he said, now... Don't talk about it still. He goes, even though you know about it, don't talk about it still. Um, don't watch anything on TV about it. Don't listen to the radio about it. Don't sing songs about it, etc. Just don't think about sex at all until you get married and then you can have sex. I said, okay, great. So I'm, I'm 12 years old. I'm probably not going to get married for 15 years. Um, you're asking me to shut off about 85% of my headspace. So I just don't think about sex. Don't think about girls. And I, I, I left that conversation more confused than I was before I had the conversation. Then okay, so like he, he just kind of dropped he just kind of dropped this 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 bomb on me, and then said okay now work it out, and it was obvious okay that when when we went back inside, it was as though that conversation had been shut, and I didn't feel safe, I didn't think it was it would be okay to actually bring up the, this the, this topic of sex again with dad, so I went through you know, 13, 14, 15, 
extremely confused, not knowing what to do with my sexuality. Every time I, I experience any, any kind of, of, of a longing for love or a, a, a yearning for intimacy or thinking about sexuality or girls or marriage, um, I would immediately try and crush that desire, try and squash that desire because I felt, or at least the way that dad in, in the best way that he could had imparted to me what sexuality was, I truly believed that, that experiencing sexual desire, okay, even experiencing sexual desire was sinful in itself. I believe sex was sin. There was, no, there was nothing to split them up. I thought that they, they, they were one and the same thing. And so I, I began to, to resent my sexuality. And, I, and I, I actually began to hate God. I remember at 16, 17, um, I was still going to Mass every weekend with my family. We, we would still say grace before every meal. My dad would, would, would lead the, the, the you know, different prayers. And I would not utter a Hail Mary when we said the, the rosary. I would be on out, would be on my knees because I had to be on my knees with the whole family. But I would, I would not respond to a hail mary for, for probably two years. There was so much anger in my heart to, towards God, and it was simply for that reason. Why would you give me these desires if they are sinful in and of themselves? Why would you give me these desires? Um, and so this, 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 this also was a very, a very painful time in my life. Um, when I was about 17, though, I went, I, I, I went with my dad to, to, to visit a, a family friend of ours. I walked into the bathroom and, and um, this particular friend in the bathroom had a, had a, had a, had a stash of pornographic um, like news, newspapers and, and magazines in the bathroom. And I remember walking in there and I can still see it's burned in, in, in my memory. I can still see the woman on the front cover of this magazine. And I remember in that moment that just that, that rush of excitement, I, I was curious, but I remember saying, you know what, this is what I need to be happy. I've, I've, I've had enough of, 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 of trying to crush this desire. I need to respond to these desires like any, any other desire I have. And I made a decision that day that I was never ever, I was never ever going to be as involved in the church as I, I, I once was, and that I, I did not believe anymore that God understood me. I would go to the gym and they'd play film clips, and there'd be MTV, you know, would be on the videos at the gym. And I remember I used to look at, I used to look at, at the screens, and I used to say, you know what, our society understands my desires better than God does. Our society was, was, was presenting on the radio, on, 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 on the different music videos and clips. Um, it, it was presenting to me saying, Simon, I understand that you are starving for, 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 for a sexual experience. You are yearning for a sexual experience. And you know what? You need that to be happy. And don't like, stop listening to the church. Stop listening to God because God does not want your happiness. God does not want you to be happy. Listen to, li listen to me, right? I'm, I'm trying to be the, the culture here, right? Listen to me, right? I understand that you're hungry. Here's the food that you need. Eat this, drink that, eat this, drink that, right? And so I, 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 got, I got head first into it. Porn addict became a porn addict very, very quickly. From, the, from that day of my first exposure to porn, uh, within three months, I was watching very hardcore pornography and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. 
um, I was so hungry that I totally broke the rules. And I said, I've had enough of this. I'm, I'm not going to follow the, the church anymore. Um, thanks be to God, I, I heard, I started to go to talks like this a little bit later on. And we, we've, we've, we've got a theology on, on, on tap in Sydney. Um, and I started going to, 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 to theology on tap in Sydney, hearing great speakers. And I started reading, you know, good, good books on, on sexuality. And I encountered th- Theology of the Body by St. John Paul II. And who, who's familiar with St. John, um, not, obviously we're all familiar with him, with uh, the Theology of the Body? Has anyone read a book? Oh, wow, awesome, okay. Um, I encountered the Theology of the Body and it came to me through a, 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 a few different speakers. But when I, read, when I, when I started reading the, the, the Theology of the Body, it totally transformed my life. 2013 was just a life changer. My, my life did a, did, did a 180 and it was, it was simply this. This was the one concept that I honestly never thought the Catholic Church taught. I never ever knew this was part of church teaching. I learnt by discovering the, 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 the theology of the body that my sexual desire is not bad. My sexual desire is in fact a gift that God has given me. Now get this, right? Please write this down. Please remember this, right? Our sexual desire is the power within us to love as God loves. Our sexual desire is the power within us to love in, in, in the image of God, we can also say. And when I read this for the first time, I remember I, I cried my way through the entire book, right? And I was like, this is so transforming. This is so healing. Why has no one ever told me this? I always thought sex equals sin why is this not being taught at school? Why did I not hear this at youth group, right? I've got to go and, I've got to go and t- tell, tell the world about this. This is amazing. My sexual desire was meant to, I, I was meant to listen to those desires for love and for intimacy. I was meant to listen to them and no one had ever taught me that. And what I realized was that my sexual desires needed to be transformed. Yes, because of through original sin, Okay, we are all, every single one of us need to experience, need, need our sexual, uh, need, need to experience a, 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 um, a, a transformation of our sexual desires. Okay, they, they need to be, to be uh, uh, re-redeemed. We must experience a, a, you know, a transformation of sexual desire when, when we, we begin, and it's a, it's a long pro, I mean, in many ways I'm still, I'm still learning every day. I'm not going to pretend I've got this all sorted and I'm living a, a, perfectly, a, 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 a perfectly complete um, I, I, I integration of my sexual desire and, and temptation and weakness. Of course, I struggle every single day. But when I, when I understood this concept and began working towards it, striving for this transformation of, of, of my desire, I began to experience true sexual freedom authentic, true sexual freedom, where I was free to say no to lust. I was finally free to not use every woman that I would see. I was finally free to not put a woman down to the level of an object. I was free to see her as a whole person. It was, so, it, was, it, it was absolutely beautiful. It was so beautiful. Just two weeks ago, I was at, at, at the gym and this girl walked past 
Um, I, I was on one machine and there were two guys on this other machine. And as she walked past, you know, there I could hear him kind of making jokes about um, about about her. And they, you know, they 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 they, they did a bit of a, a whistle and all this kind of. And this girl just walked past on her phone, and. Um, I, they kind of looked at me as if I was weird, like I'm, I wasn't kind of getting on board with what they were doing, and they, they stood up and walked away. And it, it, it hit me, it hit me really strongly. They think I'm blind. They think there's something wrong with me because I'm not judging her value by, by how, 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 how sexually appealing she is to me. There's something wrong with me. I'm blind because I'm not staring at her like an object. And I realized I am the one, or we are the ones, please God, that can actually see. We are the ones that actually see when, when our sexual desires are transformed. When we come to God in, 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 in prayer and we're, we're, we're vulnerable and we say, Lord, I, 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 my desires are, 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 are disordered. Okay, I do struggle with lust. And we bring that, 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 that wounded, disordered desire to God and ask for healing, we will slowly begin to see. And I am in, I am, I am in, in, in some way experiencing a freedom from, this, from being a slave to lust. And it's truly been the, the, the most I- incredible um, experience, just I- experiencing this freedom from, um, from being a slave to sin. So God... God designed my desires and your desires so that we would follow them to our, 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 our ultimate destiny, our ultimate purpose. Now, Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Happy are those who hunger and thirst, for they sh- sh- shall be satisfied. Happy are those who hunger and thirst, for they shall be satisfied. God wants you to acknowledge your hunger for real intimacy. God wants you to acknowledge you have strong sexual desire. He put them there and he thinks it's a great idea. He wants you to acknowledge, okay? And I'm gonna tell you something, this is, this is exciting. I have never had stronger sexual desire in my life right now than when I was a porn addict. Sin makes you dull. Yeah, sin makes you a dull slave. My sexual desire now is stronger than it was as a porn addict because I'm, I'm seeing every desire as an opportunity, as an invitation from God to love in His image. And when our sexual desires are transformed, they get hot, they get red hot, passionate hot, and we start loving more in, 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 a, in a much more powerful way than we ever could have as someone that is a slave to sin. My sexual desires have never been stronger in my life. God wants us to admit we're hungry and we're thirsty, so we will actually come to Him and ask for food. So we will come to Him and ask for a drink. And He wants to give us not, not the food that the world's throwing down our throat, not the drinks the world's throwing down our, our throat. Try everything. Try have as many sexual experiences. You, you, you need this food to be happy. You need this food and this drink to be full. That's not, that's not the food and drink God wants to give. God wants to give us okay, a food and a drink that truly satisfies. The, the food and drink of authentic love, of life-giving love, of sacrificial, 
total self-giving love. This is the love that God wants you and me not only to give, but to know how to receive. And firstly, we must learn how to receive it from Him. So we must trust God. We, we must trust God firstly and be able to say, Lord, I, I know that you have a plan for my sexual desires. I trust that my sexual desires are a roadmap to my, my ultimate destiny, which is happiness. I trust you are a good father and that this is not to tease me or to condemn me. This is a roadmap to happiness. It is a roadmap to joy. So God wants to satisfy the deepest longings of your heart. He wants to marry you. God is madly and passionately in love with you. And he is yearning and hoping that when our desires are transformed, all right, this, um, this eros, right, this deep uh, 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 erotic desire, he wants that to be a light. He wants that to be red, hot, passionate, a flaming love that we would pursue him and give ourselves to him first and foremost, completely as a self-gift. That is God's hope for us. So how do we order our, our sexual desires in a way that will lead to true fulfillment? Okay, I want, I want to try and get a bit, a bit more. Let's um, use some examples. Firstly, we must, we must understand our desires are not there to be ignored. They are not there to be a, a, a annihilated or crushed. There's a, there's a deep myth, a deep misconception about sexual desire that says a pure person has no sexual desire. That is completely false. God has, has re redeemed sex, the flesh, and the body. God, God himself became one of us. God could not have, have become a man if there was something intrinsically, inherently wrong with being male or female, okay, or, or with, with experiencing the, these longings and desires. On, on the other extreme, we must not idolize sexuality as the be-all and end-all to become an addict that indulges and indulges, thinking that's going to make us happy. Okay, this is to misunderstand the gift. When you try and fill an infinite hole with finite things, okay, as I said before, we start to realize just how deep that hole really is. Because the more we seem to have, the more we seem to need to feel fulfilled. Okay? What we must do is we must reorient this sexual desire towards the, 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 the wedding feast that God has prepared for all of us with Him in heaven. Our ultimate goal is heaven. Our ultimate goal is heaven. We must, we, we must reorient all of our, our deep erotic desires, these longings that we all experience for love and intimacy, they must first and foremost be oriented to, towards God. They must, why, why in, um, among young people are relate, uh, do relationships or can relationships be so painful? Why are relationships so painful, especially if the relationship ends, if it ends in, in, in a breakup? Because so many young people want the other person that they start to date to, to be God effectively. They are hoping that that person will satisfy their unhappiness. And finally, if I can just get a boyfriend, 
If I can just get a girlfriend, if I can just find someone who will love me, then I'll be completely happy. And they think that person is going to fill the infinite hole in their heart they have for love. Now, what happens, okay, maybe they're going on, they're starting to date, it's been a few weeks, you're on cloud nine, things are going amazing, and then you wake up one day and, and the first day, and, and you're, not, you're not 100% happy, or you have an argument, and you think, oh, what's the first thing we think of? Must be something wrong with her, right? Must be something wrong with the person that we're, we're in a relationship with. Because your job is to satisfy my, my longings for love. And so if someone fails to do that, we, we resent that person and we blame that person thinking, well, your responsibility, if you really love me, is to make me completely happy. But we're, we're creating a God out of each other and we must never do that. that, that, that is, is, is a, that, that's another form of eating the sign. When we expect, when we idolize the person we're, we're in a relationship with, and we're expecting them to be the be-all and end-all. We're expecting them to satisfy all the longings we have for love. But this is nothing against any of you. You're all lovely people, I'm sure. Okay, I'm married. My wife is the most beautiful. If you, I wish I could have brought her. She can't, couldn't come down, right? She's the most beautiful woman I've ever met. Inside, outside, she's the most lovely woman. But when before I proposed to her, I said, you will never satisfy me. And she said the same, you know what? She said, Simon, you're, 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 you're a good looking bloke, but you're also not going to satisfy me, right? And we knew, we went into marriage knowing I am not your everything and you are not my everything. And if we, try, if we expected each other to bring complete happiness, we're hanging our hat on a hook that can't bear the weight. We're setting ourselves up for failure. We must understand it is God alone that can satisfy the longings we all have for love and for intimacy. So we must, we must reorient, reorder all our desires for, for the wedding feast in heaven. Okay, now through original sin, we are all in need of a transformation of sexual desire. How do we actually do this though? I have, I, obviously in, in, in my, my youth ministry work and my work with young adults, I get, I get a lot of people saying, um, you know, they'll come up to me and they'll say, look, I'm struggling with pornography. I'm struggling with my desires. I'm, 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 all, I'm always lusting. I don't, know how, I don't know how to fix this. And I'll tell them, take, take your, 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 and we all have disordered sexual desire. All of us are in need of healing. I always say, take your disordered sexual desire to the foot of the cross in the church. Ask God to transform your, 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 your sexual desire. Help him to, to, to make, make you pure, to, to change, to transform those desires. And I always get people saying, what you mean? You, you want me to, to think about my sexuality in a church? Why, why would I bring my porn struggle to a church? Why, why can I think, how, how, how can I think about sexuality in a church? To which I respond, where else do you expect to get healing? God is the only one that can heal our, 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 our desires that are all disordered inherently because of original sin, they are all, all disordered and we're all in need of healing. Okay, this is, this is done through, we, we've got to be vulnerable in prayer. We must invite God into the, the most wounded part of who we are. We must invite him right in there and ask him to heal it from the inside. Okay, if I had a big infection on my arm, Okay, okay, and, I, and, I, and I, I go into the hospital and I, and I show the nurse, I say, look, 
Uh, I, I go in, I, I roll my, I roll my sleeves down, and she goes, "Okay, so you, you're, you're, you're here to be, you're here for a checkup, you know? Yep, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. There's nothing too seriously wrong with me. Okay, so there's, there's, there's nothing you wanna, nothing you wanna show. No, 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 I'm all good. I'm, I'm actually doing really, really good. I just thought I'd come in and let you know I'm doing good. Right? How many of us do that every time we walk into a church? We walk into a church and we tell God, you know, this, I'm, everything's all good. We don't want to bring up the things that, are, that, 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 we're, that we're really struggling with. Okay, we don't have the courage to roll up our sleeve and say, you know what, to the nurse, I really need, I really need to be, to be made clean. And that infection, it's going to sting when they start cleaning it. It's going to hurt. We're going to be embarrassed to show our real human weakness. But we need to do that with God, okay? Now, hear me the right way. We need to learn to, get to, to, be, to, be, to be spiritually naked before God. We must learn to be completely vulnerable, to be completely naked before God and say, Lord, this is where I'm at right now. I'm wounded, I'm sinful, I need your help and I'm coming here for healing. Okay, good people don't go to church. Because, okay, I'm a good person, I'll go and, and I'll, I'll act like I'm a good person. No, no. The church is for sinners. It's for, all, it's for all of us. We all need God's grace and God's healing in our life. But, but too often we can, we can go into prayer and not want to be vulnerable. And we're scared of the silence. Because in the silence, that's where God speaks to our heart. And oftentimes we walk in there and we, and, and we might ask God for a few things we want and we leave and we never actually have time to hear him say back what he wants to say to us. And then I get people saying, oh, God doesn't talk to me. I say, yes, but do you, do you get on your knees and listen? Do you, actually give, do you actually give your heart to God, ask for healing, and then spend time in silent prayer and listen to what God has to say to you? Do you, do you give God the opportunity to speak to you? So, the, as I said, the goal of purity is not is not that we would not feel any, any sexual desire at all. That's not the case. We go in for healing so he can reorder our desires to aim towards heaven. That we would aim our desires towards heaven. And once we experience this transformation of our sexual desire, this is where true sexual freedom comes in, in, into our life. Where we become free to act on our sexual desire the way God designed it to be acted on. That when we experience sexual desire, that we would use that desire to love in God's image. And we also have the freedom to, 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 to be able to, to, uh, to, uh, to, to discern if I was to act on this desire and carry it to its ultimate fulfillment, would that action, whatever that desire is that I have for masturbation, pornography, what, a, 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 a meaningless hookup at a, at a club or a bar, okay, we are then given the, we, we have the freedom to discern if I acted on this desire, would that be loving in the image of God? And we have the freedom and the self-control and the grace to say, no, that would not be, that would not be using the gift of sexuality for, for its purpose. But then we're able to. But we're also then able to 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 experience that transformation of desire, and say, "Well, I am going. I'm going to love in the image of God by refusing to use that person 
and I'm going to pray for that person or I'm, I'm going to make a gift of myself a, 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 as a friend to that person or whatever it may be. But we're also given the freedom to discern right from wrong in, 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 in the same moment. I had a little bit more I, 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 I had to say or I, I would have liked to have said, but this truly, this is true sexual freedom. True sexual freedom is not doing whatever we want with our desires. It is having the freedom to see sexuality as a horizontal sign and marriage as a horizontal sign that is, is, is meant to launch us into that, 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 that vertical, deep yearning we all have for, for relationship with God. That is, what, that, that is true sexual freedom. And my wife, the relationship that I share with my wife Okay, which is my my um, my uh, 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 my uh, 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 erotic desires on 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 the the uh, the um, horizontal plane. The more I love my wife, the more the more I'm, time I'm spending with my wife, the, the 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 stronger our union is growing. The hungrier I'm getting for heaven, and that is the whole point of a sign to lead you to the ultimate goal. Okay, my wife and the marriage I share with my wife is the signpost that says you're, you're going the right way, but you're not there yet. And I'm, my, my desire for heaven is growing and, 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 and deepening. Marriage, okay, or, or any vocation, sorry, I can see you there. I think I can see a brother there. Yeah, awesome, right? Okay. Um, oh, I know you. Hey, I know you. Good to be Sorry. <laughs> um, it is, or, or any vocation, it's meant to stretch our hearts for heaven. Our vocation is meant to stretch our hearts for heaven. Okay, so this is true sexual freedom. Thank you very much for having me tonight. God bless you all.